back here at J. Tom Lawl Arena where the score after two periods is Merrimack nothing and Vermont nothing. I'm Mike McNick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate School where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in just one year. Merrimack offers graduate programs in business, science and engineering, and education and social policy. Log on to merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the MacReport.com and the Eagle Tribune College Hockey News as well. And Mike, let's talk scheduling first of all. Uh, some of the announcements we had earlier uh, this season include the trip that Merrimack will be making to the Florida College Classic in late December of this calendar year. Yep, and that'll be uh, in the tournament that's held down there in Estero, Florida, along with Cornell, Northern Michigan, and Colorado College. Uh, Cornell will also be making a trip to Merrimack to play two games next year. Yeah, although uh, hearing also that that may change around a little bit, so we'll see. At any rate, Cornell will be here for two games. We just don't know exactly when it will be next year, um, next season. Uh, also, the, the Warriors will make a trip to Wisconsin. That'll be in early November. That's uh, what it's slated for at this point. Uh, Wisconsin will also make a return trip here to play Merrimack and one of the hockey's team, uh, believed, I guess, the boot could be Boston College. Yep. And and, uh, and so that will be the following season. Uh, will be the first Big Ten team other than Ohio State to have played here at Merrimack, and uh, also the first Big Ten team since they've been called the Big Ten uh, to come here. So that's uh, certainly big news. And uh, the following year, Merrimack goes back out there again, and then Wisconsin. Uh, or actually, sorry, uh, Wisconsin will will end up coming back. So yeah, it would be the Merrimack goes out there for two. Wisconsin comes out here, plays BC and Merrimack the following year. Then that third year, BC goes out there. For two, and then the fourth year, Wisconsin comes back and plays even. So you end up. I actually think it's better that you get them in two different years, uh, from a, especially from a marketing standpoint. I mean, you get that, that second. Uh, you get to do it over two different weekends and two different years rather than two games in the same weekend. Right. And uh, so we also want to talk about some other scheduling news tonight, and uh, a couple of other things. Uh, next year, uh, homecoming on homecoming weekend, Colgate will come in play two games here. Colgate at Merrimack. So ECAC, uh, a program from the ECAC teams that uh, Merrimack and Colgate have played a number of times over the years. Certainly, usually we're in some pretty good games. I remember the one-one tie out there not too long ago, for example. And so Colgate will come here, uh, and that'll be next uh, next season during uh, homecoming, which would be in October. Yeah, I think it's middle of October. I think it's uh, actually think it's the second weekend of the regular season. I think you got the opening weekend, uh, which we'll talk about here in a second, and then I think the second weekend will be home against Colgate. And uh, Colgate is actually closing Star Rink, their longtime arena. They're closing that this weekend. In fact, their final two games because they're going to go on the road for their league tournament next weekend, so uh, they picked up a couple of wins, including one today over Union, they closed it with a win tonight, so good for them, uh, but Merrimack will have a chance to go out, assuming that they, that, that happens, that they're, and I have to assume that that will be the case. I, I think it's the next year, yeah, I'm almost positive it's 17-18, and they'd be in that new, uh, I think it's called Class of 1965 Arena, I think there was a big donation from that class, uh, and they actually ended up with the naming rights to the building, but I know some of the drawings I was, I was looking at earlier today, and I saw some construction photos, I mean, it definitely looks like it's going to be a nice facility. Yeah, and, and I know that Mark Denny and Don Bond have had a pretty good relationship over the years, so not too surprising, I think, to see that worked out. But, uh, you know, good to see more. You know, Cornell, obviously, on the schedule. Colgate getting on the schedule as well, uh, so that's a big plus. And uh, also sounding like Army will be the first team that will come in next year, the, the first uh, first game of the regular season. Army comes in uh, on, on the first weekend. I think first weekend, we'll, we'll, the very first weekend that we'll see will be uh, the typical exhibition game, and then the following weekend would be 
would be Army coming in here, and that would be uh, reciprocating for the trip, I believe, that Merrimack took uh, this year when they went out to West Point just after Christmas. Yeah, they seem, I mean, they have a good relationship. Merrimack and Army have played quite a bit over the last uh, six or seven years, and I know Brian Riley, their head coach, his daughter, uh, I think is a senior here this year on the women's, I was going to say, it was either field hockey or lacrosse, I couldn't remember which one, so uh, Danielle. Danielle, yep, so I know the, they, they've got a pretty close relationship, uh, Mark Denny and Brian Riley do, and uh, both teams, both programs respect each other quite a bit, and I think they'll continue to play, I mean, like I said, I know they're coming here next year, and then I wouldn't be surprised, you know, they usually, Merrimack usually makes a trip out there every every three years, four years at the most, but at least every two or three, it seems, uh, that they'll head out to West Point for a game as well. The one this year, they were able to work in conjunction with a trip to New York City uh, to take the, the players to see Ground Zero, uh, also to meet with some alumni, work in the uh, in business with the business world in, in New York City, and uh, so all the way around, uh, as well as uh, I believe also having a tour of the campus too, and and uh, and meeting with uh, Army coach Brian Riley, who's able to talk about the you know what Army hockey means to so many people, including the alumni who have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice going on in that program. Uh, Tom Kennedy, Major Tom Kennedy, and uh, Derek Hines as well after whom the National Unsung Hero Award is named. So, uh, you know, he knows those two guys, knew those two guys personally, obviously, and, and they went on from Army to go on to serve in the Army and then, uh, you know, were killed in action. So, uh, that's something that Mark Dennehy likes to be able to do, like to take his team there so that they they have the same understanding and, and respect and appreciation for it that he does. Yeah, and I know talking to, to Brian Riley out there at Army this year uh, after the game, he was talking about how he was going to speak to the Merrimack team the next day and how those, as you can understand, those two conversations uh, with the parents of those two former players, he, he said, were well, I mean, without question, two of the hardest things he ever, has ever had to do in his life. I mean, because he felt, in the way he explained it to me, in the way he said he, was, he explained it to the to the Merrimack players is, uh, you know, he feels a personal responsibility almost for that happening to those young men because he recruited them to come to Army. And, uh, you know, he says it's something that it's, it's difficult as a coach uh, to walk into those living rooms and he goes every coach wants to be able to say to their to the parents of the players who are recruiting you know you send your kid you send your sons to us and, and they'll be in good hands and we'll take care of them and you know he says we know that we will when they're here but you don't know what's going to happen when they graduate and it's uh it's it's unique really to, to two programs in the in college hockey and, and really one more than the other it seems yeah i mean you know I, i'll tell you what i'll just to touch on this too because i want to talk about the game tonight but I mean, what a year it's been for Brian Riley losing, uh, you know, his, his, uh, you know, his father Jack uh, passing away, and uh, Jack who meant so much to Army hockey and USA hockey. Won the first, uh, the, the first U.S. gold medal, uh, just almost exactly, I think it was uh, 56 years ago. Uh, it was just the other day, in fact, I think, because Brian Post, uh, tweeted about it, and, uh, and, and you know, and yet look where Army is. They have moved up the standings in uh, Atlantic hockey to the point. I'm not don't know how they're doing tonight, but you know, they got a chance to finish there. Uh, right in the middle of the pack at sixth place or so, and that would really be a great move for them. Absolutely, yeah. There's a, a great documentary. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, it's on YouTube. You can look it up about that that uh, first gold medal team where Jack Riley was a head coach. It's not very long. It's only about 30 or 40 minutes, uh, but I know it's on YouTube. You can Google it probably, or YouTube, search it on YouTube and find it. I, I watched it earlier this year. Someone had posted a link to it uh, right around the time that, that Jack Riley passed away, and it was fascinating to talk about that team. And, uh, you you talk about an old school coach. He at one point, uh, they're interviewing Jack Riley, who was probably in his late 80s when the, when this interview was done. 
Uh, and <laughs> the players were talking about how tough he was on them. And uh, he just it cuts to him really quickly. And you see him sitting there and he goes, you know what? It was my job to coach, but it wasn't my job to be their friend. <laughs> you know, he had guys on the team like Billy Cleary. He went on to coach at Harvard, obviously won a national title as well as his brother Bob. But uh, remember who the last guy was that was cut from that 19, 1960 Olympic team? I believe it was, uh, was it Stuart Irving? Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. No, Stuart Irving was on the, oh, was on the silver medal team. Right, Stuart Irving, the uh, later Merrimack uh, assistant coach, ended up uh, playing on that team that won uh, the uh, silver medal in 19, silver. almost the forgotten team, as yeah. it were, and a book's been written about them as well. 68 or 64? 72. 72. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember when that book was released, he was still a head, uh, assistant coach here. Right. Uh, and I think he'd done a couple of appearances yeah. uh, with... with Murray Armstrong was the coach of that team. From, he had coached at Denver. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, and, and I know there was a couple of guys that were still local around here that were on that team. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there were some great stories in that book about Stewie, too, about when he was uh, still practicing. Uh, I think he was over in Vietnam and not sure whether or not he was going to be on that team. And uh, was, there was a story in there in that book where he told where he, at night, uh, wherever he was stationed at night, he would he had a hockey stick with him and he would, crunch, I think he said it was soda cans. He would crunch down soda cans and use his pucks to, to practice shooting in the barracks wherever he was stationed over in Vietnam at the time. Yeah, and he came over as an 18-year-old, came back to play on that team that, that, that won the silver medal. Unbelievable That's story. That's he finished his service, I believe. It said, I, believe in the, I, re- I read the book. It was probably about 10 years ago now, but uh, I think that's how he completed his military obligation was was on that team. Yeah. All right, well, Mike, we didn't even end up talking about this game at all, which, of course, by the time folks hear this, uh, on the podcast at least, the game will be over. But uh, first two periods, pretty much what we expected. Uh, quickly, uh, what can we look for in the third? Yeah, low-scoring game. I mean, this is the game you expected probably coming into the weekend. Two teams that pretty good defensively and, and at times have had trouble scoring. You know, it's going to be interesting here with Merrimack. I mean, they're gonna, it looks like they're going to need a win. Uh, this game gets an overtime, late overtime. I think they're going to pull their goalie to look for that win. The coaching staff, we, I talked to some of them before the game. They know it, I, and they're expecting that you know, they're all in all in for home ice. So, I mean, if you're tied here late, you know you need to win for home ice. Uh, you know, I think when you get to that minute and a half mark, maybe if you're in overtime. In, in overtime, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, late, late in overtime, if you have the opportunity to pull your goalie, I think they'll take it. All right, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. Mike, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, and folks, check out the, uh, as well the coaches' show be this week on Tuesday, I'm sure, VIP. Uh, TheMacReport.com is where you can go to get see everything that Mike does. He's also writing for the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News as well. John and I are back with more right after this. 0-0, our score. This is Warrior Hockey.